creep with me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Mitch is out enjoying California for the next week. You'll hear him tomorrow night on K-State Baseball. He'll be out at Cal State Bakersfield with the Kipat Cats. Nice. Seeking their first win tomorrow night as they try to erase last weekend. Unfortunately, 0-3 going in. So, Ugh. yeah, anyway. Hey, you know, it's college baseball. It's a long season. It is a slog, that's for sure. So, anyway, coverage tomorrow night uh, on air after high school basketball, which I'll have the doubleheader of the Hayden boys and girls visiting Manhattan High in what is the regular season finale. And then we'll join K-State Baseball in progress. Streaming of the baseball tomorrow night uh, online at newsradiokman.com or at kstatesports.com. Before we dig in, I want to again go back to this uh, just to mention uh, for those of you who are just joining us for the 5 o'clock hour on your way out from work, we understand what is going on in our world right now. We are not that show. We are not going to sit here and talk about uh, Ukraine or presume to want to talk about all of the things that surround that. We, however, if something occurs that needs attention, we will get you that update. CBS News, of course, is part of our offering here at News Radio KMAN. At the, the gold standard as it pertains to news coverage. And don't forget that then later tonight we have Jim Bohannon coming up at 8 o'clock. Have it on good authority that there will be some information coming from Fort Riley. We'll pass that along as it develops, of course. Brandon Peoples and our news department are keeping an eye on that. Now, the business part of it out of the way. Yes. That also, shout out to our news group. Those guys and gals, they work really hard. And they're in here busting their tails trying to get you the information. And it's, you know, with radio... The thing is, it's locals better. Locals better. And so these guys are still doing world news for you. Plus, with being so close to Fort Riley, they they, they have a lot of information that they're going through right now. And, uh, yeah, they're going to keep you up to date because that's they take a lot of pride in that. And shout out to them. So keep your radio right here. Yeah. You'll get the information as it develops, as needed. And one of the things CBS already, by the way, has done is that they have uh, made it clear that their first three minutes of every hour's top-of-the-hour newscast, that three minutes is strictly on Ukraine right now. Wow. So you get the best coverage right away, top-of-the-hour from CBS, with those hours that we have it for you here on News Radio KMAN. Cool. We talked about it briefly yesterday, and, and I owe this to Mitch because we hijacked one of the segments yesterday to talk about... Troy and tempting death. Um, oh boy! <laughs> you know the awkwardness of of that whole discussion. I honestly, honestly, feeling like I completely hijacked a show no, for the day. No, no, um, it was awesome. I told you, man, it was really good radio. Uh, we're, we're always searching for organic conversation on this show, and just you know, without a bit. And it was awesome, man. It really was. It was. I'm so. Thankful that you shared that with us, and like you know, Sage said, we're thankful that you made it through it, and here you are to give this account, <laughs> and we don't have to joke around about it. It's nice. It's nice also 
when you say, hey, um, not everything is jokey jokey. Sometimes right. there are things that are serious yeah, yeah, that you we, need to take with a little bit more. We do have yeah. a life outside of here. Right, right. And yeah. And that that's also part of why I make mention of what's going on in the world right now. Right. But it took away from the possibility that Mitch wanted to touch, touch on it, and he liked the idea of the potential of adding BYU next week as an opponent. We talked about it with DY for a bit yesterday, as well as uh, they broke that on K-State Online. And the, the discussion would be that BYU would be an opponent for K-State, whether the Cats would go to Provo or the game would be at Bramlage was still part of the discussion. But also, just in general, the fact that you know both have openings on the schedule left over from coronavirus earlier, and they're all trying to scramble into the tournament. Let's be perfectly honest. Mark Smith discussed it. We'll have his comments from meeting with the media coming up in the next segment. I find it interesting, and, and these things are never easy. Uh, to get scheduled in the grand scheme of things. And as it was talked about yesterday, it was extremely tentative anyway. And and yet we find ourselves in the world of coronavirus being able to pull something off in relatively quick fashion if it does play out. Is it the good thing? And, and Mitch was of the mind that it is. and I, And I get where he's coming from with it. That, you know, it's another opportunity to help burnish that resume. But what's the damage that it could do? And and if you would lose that game in the midst of scrambling for the tournament and you put yourself in a bad situation and that you've also got Texas Tech Monday night at Tech, which has won 20 straight home games. Oof. I mean, you're going into Lubbock for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, how good of a chance really is it? And and I, I don't feel like it's that that great of an opportunity. And and I'm starting to pick up on that. There's a little bit of hesitancy, maybe outside of the program in terms of influence, from, the conference maybe hinting at that this isn't the way that they would like to see K-State go. It sure is a swing. I mean, it, it is a swing for the fences for sure. I know it works out, and it's one of those things like, hey, it works for you, works for us. And, you know, uh, BYU is 19-9. I mean, do we want a piece of them? <laughs> like, you know, like, I I don't know. I, I mean, when, it's their, when they're a conference opponent, it is what it is. You have to go do what you got to do, but – to just pick them up at this point in the season when, you know, we need them. We need every one of these wins. I don't know. I, I know as a fan I'll be happy to watch it, but, uh, boy, that's uh, it just seems like that's a lot to bite off there. One of the things that makes this a challenge for BYU, and D.Y. brought this up in the discussion yesterday, is that you're having to time it because Friday would be the open for the – West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. They play that at the Orleans. And so you from so you have Monday, K-State matching up with Texas Tech in Lubbock. So Tuesday's out of the mix. 
You pull Thursday out of the mix. You only have really one shot to put this in, and it's Wednesday. Mm. If you're K-State, do you want to be flying to Provo? If you're BYU, do you want to be flying to Manhattan and then almost directly going to Vegas? No. No. Or are you better off taking a breather and being ready for what your what your conference tournament in their case holds? That's a that's actually a really big point for them. Are and, they, in, and in K State's case, having the wrap up against OU at Bramlage on the fifth. Are they like? Are they scuttling for? I mean, they're uh, they're going to make the tournament. Right or well, I don't know. BYU at nineteen yeah. and nine, seven and six in conference. That's where the problem is. Yeesh. Okay, I see. Um, so definitely, I I think this one is bigger for them than for K State. Um, does it? It's like does a win over BYU stamp K State's ticket to the big dance? BYU and it's basically trying to set themselves up with a twentieth win. Right is is what their hope is to get out of it. Here's their conference: Gonzaga at twelve and zero. St. Mary's is three back at ten and three. San Francisco nine and five. We we talked about Todd Golden earlier. Santa Clara eight and five and BYU seven and six. How do you go that deep in in the West Coast Conference anyway? Five deep. I, I don't see that happening. I, I can't see that happening. As much as I would like to see Santa Clara make the field, I think that that cutoff really is San Francisco at 22-7. and seven. <laughs> They're a lot like, uh, it looks like uh, they're beating each other up, besides Gonzaga, of course. They're amazing. But, yeah, these other teams, they're just beating each other up. And, yeah, I agree. I can't see... I mean San Francisco nine and five in conference twenty two and seven overall. I uh, I forgot to look up the net, but I mean San Francisco. Are they a lock for the NCAA tournament? I don't know that they are a lock, but I would say that they've got to be pretty close. Right with that twenty two and seven, a win in Vegas is going to help their case as well. You know, BYU right now sitting in that five spot, they're on a bad spot in the bracket. Absolutely. Um, you know, keeping in mind Gonzaga and St. Mary's right now are going to have first round buys, first and second round buys, the way that the WCC tournament is structured, they wouldn't play until the semifinals. St. Mary's is twenty one net ranking. Um San Francisco's at twenty five. Santa Clara? Santa Clara, let's see. A little further down the list, Santa Clara. Um, My bad for not having that looked up earlier. They're uh, behind K-State. They're at 73. And BYU this then is probably going to be lower than that. BYU. Oof. Oh, boy. They are way down here. Yeah, they're... they're uh... <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. So does it really help K-State to have that game anyway? No. By the way, and I made mention of this when we had our conversation of uh, potentials, if Shante Leggins has Portland at 
16 and 12 this season. They've won their last five. That's a team spoiling for the WCC tournament. I uh, sorry, real quick. BYU's 51. 51. Yeah, they're ahead of K State. Uh, K State and ahead so, of Santa Clara. So that's where that would buy K State some help. Yeah, they are at 51. So I mean, they are they're ahead of names like Oklahoma State, Mississippi State, TCU, Notre Dame. Florida ahead of TCU. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, just behind Oklahoma. Oof. Welcome, Oof. welcome to life on the bubble, cats. <laughs> Take welcome the game. to life on the bubble. <laughs> when we come back, Mark Smith addresses the bubble, among other topics, when we continue on the game. Okay, Dave G., can you tell me, do you know how to walk like an Egyptian? Oh, man. Yeah, this was one of those, as a small DG, this was like, you know, I was into this. The Ouch. Bengals, baby. A small D. Well, okay, I was. I, I would say that I was a small TC, but that's only just in pounds. Yeah, I, I should say a younger, a much, <laughs> much younger DG. A younger, much more svelte TC. <laughs> Yes. Unfortunately, it was high school. (laughs) This song rules, by the way. I'd have to look it up. I think 87. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Earlier today, Mark Smith met with the media as the Wildcats get themselves ready to match up with Iowa State on Saturday afternoon at Bramlage Coliseum. The Wildcats, of course, Fighting for their NCAA tournament lives, Smith continues to be the leading rebounder in the Big 12 and also tops in the conference in double-doubles. It's been a part of his calling card in his lone season here in Manhattan. I always thought I could be a good rebounder like this and impact the game. It was just, I was just fine. You know, I always try to be coachable and, you know, our coach wanted us to you know, wanted me to get back and not crash the boards as much and get out in transition. So that's kind of what I did. And Coach Weber allows me here to crash on offense and defense and push the ball up. So um, I think it's just different systems, but I always thought that I could be a a great rebounder like this. I know you said in the past that, um, you know, when you were looking at previously at Kansas State, especially when you transferred the first time, just the timing was off. Looking back, they had a scholarship open at the exact moment you said you were transferring back then. You think you would have ended up here? Yeah, I, I definitely do think I, I would have ended up there. You know, it's just it's a it's unfortunate, you know, uh, obviously. But, uh, you know, every I believe everything happens for a reason. So, you know, I'm glad I, I'm here now and, and, you know, making the improvements and learning all the basketball I've learned from them. Um, you know, I'm just really excited to be here and play for Coach Weber. So. And one more for you. Just what what is the team's motivation here these last couple of games? What are you guys talking about? What what's the main thing you're trying to accomplish? Obviously, our goal is still the same. You know, uh, get, getting to the NCAA tournament. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, it was a tough loss Saturday. I mean, I mean last uh, first Kansas on Tuesday, um, and uh, you know we were really preparing. You know, and they just they were on fire, but um, you know. That's our goal is to win, and uh, we want to win for Coach, but we want to win for ourselves as well. Uh, and uh, I think that's what we're 
you know, these last couple of games are going to put our best effort forward. And uh, that's going to start with Saturday. Do you remember Michael Beasley? Yes, I do remember Michael Beasley. Yes. <laughs> what do you remember about him? Uh, I remember he grabbed a lot of double doubles and uh, his freshman year. He uh, he was I remember the Kansas game because I was watching it when they played at Kansas. And uh, I just remember the type of player he was a really great scorer and uh, just a great rebounder. So how's it feel just the fact that Tom was rattling off statistics that uh, you're kind of in the same same boat with with Michael, at least uh, especially with rebounds? Uh, that is kind of, you know, ama you know, amazing because I actually used to watch K-State basketball a lot um, with Jacob Poland and Mike and Michael Beasley and those guys. So uh, it was just, you know, it's great. To, it's a great honor to, you know, to be mentioned with him. But obviously, you know, he still got work to do. You know, he won a lot here at K-State. So mm -hmm. what have you learned most about yourself this season? Uh you know, uh, I think I learned, you know, uh, that, you know, if you just stay patient and, you know, you know, just keep working hard, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, I've always been a hard worker, I feel like, through my career. That's just how I was raised. And, uh, you know, these are the things that I thought I could do, you know, grab rebounds like at this rate and, you know, play at play at this level. So, um, you know, just to, to rebound and, you know, having the season I'm having, you know, it's kind of just um, – I feel like it just shows all the hard work that I put in to paying off, kind of. How fast has this experience gone by for you? Man, it's been really fast, but uh, I've been enjoying every moment, and that's what I think is making it go by even faster, even though the ups and downs, um, you know, and some of the losses we've taken, um, I've been enjoying each and every moment with with my teammates and the coaches, and, you know, I just try to go into each and every day you know, enjoying each day at a time because I know it's it's getting uh, my last couple, well, the last couple games are here. But, uh, you know, I just try to enjoy each and every day and learn as much as I can. And if I, you know, keep growing each and every day, that's just, yeah, makes it better. There's some talk now about possibly adding a, adding an extra game here right before uh, before the end of the season to maybe try to help your guys' resume a little. How do you feel about about that adding uh, one more game to an already busy schedule. I think, you know, I think that's great. You know, I've, uh, you know, we're always so prepared because um, coach does a great job getting us ready for each and every game. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, we're going to try to do whatever. And I think the team wants that as well to try to have the best resume possible to get to the NCAA tournament. So, uh, so hopefully we're just going to take it one game at a time and, you know, just keep trying to, uh, you know, finish strong this year so we can put the best uh, effort forward to get into the NCAA tournament. You know, you've been talking about how you guys want to get to the tournament and you're on that bubble. Have you been paying attention to the bubble at all and, like, how that's all shaken out, or is that kind of something you keep on the back burner? Uh, I kind of, me personally, just how I've been, I don't really uh, pay attention to the social media that much or the bubble. I kind of just control what we can control. I know coaches talking about it. We're fighting for fighting for you know, our tournament lives. But, uh, you know, I always hear the chatter about us getting – we're so close to getting in and then we're the next four out. But uh, I kind of just keep that on the mind because, you know, if we win games, you know, obviously it will take care of itself. But, uh, 
that's it. I have, you know, heard heard some things about us being on the bubble, but I really try not to pay attention and just focus on each and every game. Talk about this next game you got with Iowa State and, and how that's been going in practice, you know, preparing for the second matchup with them. You know, obviously, I think uh, this matchup versus Iowa State, uh, we're going to be uh, – we were really prepared there, but, you know, obviously they came out hot. I forgot his name. He had his career high. He had like 13 points. We got down really early. And I think, I think obviously, you know, we are going to make some adjustments out how we guarded. You know, they, they do a lot of cutting and uh, we made an adjustment towards the end of the, end of the game that I think really helped us. But, uh, you know, Brockington's a really good scorer. He just had a, a real big night last night. So, um, and he had a big night versus us. So I think we're really going to, you know, you know, lock in and obviously offensively, we know what we can, what we can do against, what we can do uh, well against them. You know, we found out what started working for us and uh, I think it'll be another great game, but I think it's, uh, I think we're going to have a great effort Saturday, you know, just seeing the group chat, you know, everyone's extremely, you know, ready for Saturday, it feels like. And uh, I feel like, you know, we're just focused on getting, getting to the tournament, you know, I, I think a lot of guys, you know, think we shouldn't, we should be in the tournament. And so I think we're going to push, you know, earn our, earn our spot. Mark Smith commenting on a number of topics, including the NCAA tournament and the matchup on Saturday against Iowa State. Second matchup after the Cats had to rally from double-digit deficit in the second half to beat the Cyclones in Ames. One of the more satisfying victories of this season. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but it will be a challenge again this coming Saturday afternoon at Bramlage. One o'clock for the tip-off on Saturday. That's part of a uh, triple header, by the way, of Cats coverage here on KMAN Saturday, as you'll have the uh, Cats against Iowa State, the women against Oklahoma, and followed by baseball that evening at Cal State Bakersfield. Wow. All three of them right here on News Radio KMAN. Love that. That's a day right there. Yeah, is. That is a day. Coming back, the song of the day as we continue on the game. Sorry. Sorry. So many people are like, shut up. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Can't help it. By the way, this is a decided AM sounding song. Absolutely. Let me guess. So let me guess. Because I, I don't know who um, performs this. Let me guess. Uh, Lil Anthony and the uh, Concession Stand Boys. No. Okay. I, I need to get Steven's buzzer. <laughs> the McCoys. Huh. Yeah, the real McCoys. From 1965. Hang on, Sloopy. Sloopy, hang on. Hey, hey. And I hey. say it's got that decided AM sound to it because in those days it was specifically produced. Songs were specifically produced for, because FM was still in its infancy, AM was the popular format, Which and to make music sound the best that was 
mixed and produced specifically so that it would sound the best on AM. I thought you were going to say because only old people like this song. Hell, hell, hang on, stupid. I'm someone who will throw on the 60s every once in a while, my friend. Well, I don't mind Motown. Um, I don't mind some super early rock. Um, but this is just a tad too... <laughs> hang on, Sloopy. Sloopy, hang on. Yeah, it's just too much. Based out of Union City, Indiana. Frontman and guitarist, lead singer Richard Zeringer. Oh, you'll you'll know who he is when I tell you this. Oh boy. Well, he uh, he recorded entrance songs back in the 80s for Hulk Hogan and Tag Team Demolition. You can tell Mitch wrote that in there. <laughs> yeah, see, Richard Zeringer, as in your front guy here, lead singer, guitarist, went on to become known as Rick Derringer, Derringer, rock and roll hoochie coo. Whoa, no way. Wow. Three pop rock albums as the McCoys, their attempt at making psychedelic music that would appeal to the mature listeners of that time, bombed. That did bomb, yeah. The band wrapped up its run in 1969. This is the only number one. Five studio albums, three top 40 hits, though, from the McCoys. Actually, originally began as Rick and the Raiders. Gotta switch that up. You know, NFL, you know. Borrowed the name from the Ventures hit song, The McCoy. So according to Derringer, the original version was written by a high school kid in St. Louis and sold to songwriter Burt Burns. The inspiration is said to be Dorothy Sloop, a jazz singer from Steubenville, Ohio, who was a student at Ohio University. Hmm. So it remains wildly popular in Ohio. It is actually one of the signature songs. I'm going to have to ask Dr. Frank Trace about this. It's apparently one of the signature songs of the marching band at Ohio State University. Oh, God. Come on. In 1985, it was named the official rock song of the state of Ohio. Oh, yeah, that's good. Signature song for the Cleveland now-named Guardians. Is this song? Is this song played in the middle of the eighth inning? God. I mean, honestly, would you prefer this or Sweet Caroline? No, no, I'm done with that. No, no, no. That one has been just run into the ground. Just horrible. End of the third quarter of every Cleveland Browns game. Played at Cavaliers games. I'm going to have to talk to my friend Leslie Masterpaul, who is a Cleveland Clevelander through and through. Works at Cleveland State University. Used to be at UNC. Friend of mine who is such a Clevelander that I'm going to have to get a clarification on some of these. <laughs> What's with Sloopy? Oh, we love it. We play it in, uh, all the time. We play it even when we're eating. It, it's amazing how 
songs can have regional attachment like that. So during games, apparently common for fans to yell O-H-I-O following the chorus. O-H-I-O. Oh, wow. Well, the song's got that going for it. O-H-I-O. O-H-I-O. Now, see, that'd be the that'd be fun, you know? That'd be fun. Yeah, you know, you have a couple adult beverages, and then uh, that starts up, and then you're like, yeah, baby, we're at a Guardians game. <laughs> hey, I'm at a Cavaliers game. <laughs> this actually was the second round of Sloopy reaching the top 40. The Sloop John B. No. Oh. Originally recorded by the R&B group The Vibrations a year earlier, 1964, as My Girl Sloopy. Wow. What's with that? Back in the day, they were always stealing each other's songs and redoing them, and then they were going to number one. Well, there's this thing called segregation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And this belief that... Oh, say, artists of a certain color will sell better than artists of another color. Right. And then it's like, just take it. Just take this all. Who cares? What are they going to do? That sucks. God, that sucks. And so you could have competing versions on the charts at the same time. I like both of them. Well, we had to be able to sell in the Midwest. That's true. In the South. Oh, man. There are... Okay, I mean, I'm just going to point this out. Because I know that, that someone is going to go, No, that's not what... No, that is why. <laughs> it's why there's a lot of discussion about... Um, there's still a lot of fight in the African-American community over Elvis. An impact on rock music. Yeah, you know, and I think also if you just go back to some of those acts, like they're probably owed quite a bit of money. You know what I mean? Like their their estates, you know, (laughs) that's jacked up. I know the music biz is a real beast and it's not fair. Never has been. But still, man, to straight up steal, you know, it just stinks, man. I hate that we like to gloss over (laughs) race, but it honestly, yes, it affected even entertainment. Big time. At this level. Big time. Big time. Come on. We need some 90s stuff, man. Hey, I'm not the guy who puts this together. Come on, Troy. (laughs) Figure it out, man. Listen, Mitch has this meticulously charted out. He really does. And you missed, by the way. Dang it. You missed Baby Got Back. Oh. You missed number 300 of the songs. That's what I want, man. I can't do any more of this doo-woppy, you know, enchanted (laughs) under the sea dance crap. I'm sick of it. Just a reminder, you can hear Dave G tomorrow morning. <laughs> As I play Saving Abel's Addicted, right, <laughs> because exactly. I remember it. Yeah. So now you know what Dave's taste is. 
Ask us anything coming back. Thirteen fifty KMAN. That's news talk radio plus sports, weather, and more. Catch us online thirteen fifty KMAN dot com. It's me, David G. T C S Dub. Got a bunch of people in the back <laughs> doing all God knows what. The cast of thousands. The cast of literally tens back there. Um, what is a hobby that you had that you were? All in on, you loved, you spent a bunch of money on it, and then one day you just dropped it. I was, when I was a kid, trading cards, basketball, baseball, football cards, I have a thousand of them. More than that, probably. And then just one day, I just stopped doing it. Building car models. Ooh, that was a good answer. I never got into planes. Right. And... Or or military-related. I was, but I was big on car. Part of that was just... Picking up what you could at the time at the Ben Franklin in Holton, Kansas. <laughs> um, so it was kind of a limited selection, but I, I was much more car oriented than I was any of the others. Nice. I think for me, when I was a kid, I wanted to do a whole lot of things. For some reason, for a while, I wanted to be a geologist. Ah. And I got into collecting rocks. Uh-huh. And then... You know, time passed and I forgot that I wanted to do yeah, that all together. You're like, this kind of just looks like the other rock. Yeah, that these I all kind of look the same. I, and I want to say, I, I am a lifelong, born and bred Kansas boy. I have never found an arrowhead on the ground. I have yet to find one. I need to have you talk with my niece, who is in anthropology. Ah. And has spent multiple summers as part of Dig Crews. Dang. Already, as she continues to work towards her degree, she's already mentioned the masters. By the way, to her parents. Oh, and they're like, huh. Let's I think it was tomorrow. more the fact that th- she mentioned Boulder. I mean that. Yeah, they're like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what did you learn in elementary school, or just when you were a little kid that you found out you thought was true, you found out it was false? For me. Cracking my fingers would give me arthritis. Um, man, you guys, you lied to me. I could have been cracking them all this time. I could be ultra cynical and say the American dream, but um, <laughs> swallowing gum. Yeah. Will, It'll stick in your stomach, stomach for eight for years. Exactly. Oh, will God. linger. No. One that I didn't know until literally very recently was that orange juice doesn't really do anything. It's kind of, apparently it's a myth that it will help fight like, you know, mm-hmm. getting a cold or whatever. I did not know that. Wait. I thought orange juice was like the thing to be drinking. Wait, what? Yeah, you. it doesn't actually really stop you from getting sick. Oh my God. I didn't know that. Dude. Let's have a discussion about nutritional supplements. <laughs> <laughs> my mind is blown, man. I am. What? No, it blew my mind, too, because I was like, I've been drinking orange juice all this time. I'm like, I'm sick. Sarah, get me some orange juice. For crying out loud, do you do you realize that there are all kinds of conversations about how supplements essentially just give you expensive urine? Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, it's all the sugar, too. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, 
It just doesn't it's crazy, do man. I'll just keep drinking my Diet Coke and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> the ultra caffeine and I'm a, I'm a happy guy. Cruising. Yeah, you haven't right? needed orange juice in years. Something along those lines. <laughs> Back uh, tomorrow with a best of ahead of high school basketball. For Dave G. Sage, Big Steve, I'm Troy. Have a good night.